Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Now, as we discuss all the issues of the day today, I guess one of the big ones that I got to ask you about is what is going to happen with all the queers for Palestine protesters when they finally go to Gaza and hang out for the day? You think they'll be welcomed? You think they'll watch the Senate video together and Hamas will embrace embrace them? Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Obviously... The irony of the fact that these people are out there protesting and the people that are in charge over there would love to kill them all is not lost on anybody. But it also shows you just how nuts the Democrat Party has become, which has kind of become a theme here in all of this. Uh, Just how much trouble is Eric Swalwell into helping Hunter Biden last week with that little statement that he made? It's a good question. We'll talk about that as well. And um, Jeffrey Epstein. Still more stuff coming out about Jeffrey Epstein. And it turns out he never stopped abusing women. And his VIP circle helped make it possible. Of course, Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself, was always abusing women, obviously. But I want to begin with this. You know, I always tell you we live in a police state. I have something I talk about all the time. And I've been saying this for years. And I've been saying that the government, if they want to get you, they're going to get you. And the government loves to use its power to go after its enemies and to help its friends. And one day... As we keep giving the government more and more of our liberty in the name of keeping us safe, one day the government's going to turn around and say, oh, the terrorist is you. And we're at that day. So all those years that guys like me warned you over and over again, stop, give, stop shredding the Fourth Amendment, stop making a joke out of it. It's actually a real thing. And then people said, well, what do you want to get blown up by a terrorist? Well, now you're the terrorist. Here's what I mean. Heavily redacted records show the FBI's targeting of Catholics went beyond what it claimed. The FBI has insisted the controversial memo was the work of a single field office. But Judicial Watch told the truth that uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray had told congressmen that the memo was a single product by a single field office, but the records uncovered by Judicial Watch show that it was reviewed by the OGC slash CDC, Office of General Counsel slash Chief Deputy Counsel. 
a hundred pages of FBI documents that show the agency was not fully forthcoming about its actions surveilling and targeting Catholic churches. Judicial Watch obtained the documents through a Freedom of Information Act request related to an internal FBI memo leaked earlier this year, which revealed that the agency had efforts underway to identify and treat Catholics as potential terrorists. The records also indicate coordination from officials in Portland and Milwaukee. They interviewed a priest and a church choir director ahead of the anti-Catholic memo. That's what was discovered by the House Republicans. Now, we had the school board memo. That was the one targeting moms in yoga pants at school board meetings as being domestic terrorists. And that was the one that said, you know, just be careful when you get up and start screaming about masks on your kids or the curriculum or whatever other wacky ideas you have. The FBI just may be watching you. We'd hate to send a big black suburban to your house and make everybody in your postural neighborhood know that you're a terrorist. So, you know, it's intimidation is what it is. And then they did the same thing with Catholics, too. Because these people have no shame. They love using their power to intimidate people. They love it. They get off on it. They get off on it. Like they get off on videos that are shown in certain uh, Senate rooms. They, they really do. They get, they get a rise out of this stuff. The FBI Richmond internal memo titled, quote, Interest of Racially or Ethnically Motivated Violent Extremists in Radical Traditionalist Catholic Ideology Almost Certainly Presents New Mitigation opportunities let me try to translate that word salad for you what that means is hey uh since we all need to beef up our numbers around domestic violent extremism since it doesn't really happen but we have the mandate we got to go after domestic violent extremists and we don't actually have any this is a hidden opportunity this is a gem we can go after people and just say that they're extremists because they pray in latin they go to mass every sunday some of them go every day some of them even wear black when they mourn if somebody dies. Well, this is a gold, this is a gold mine here of domestic violent extremists. Come on. Interest of racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists in radical traditionalist Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. Translation: hey, look at extreme Catholics. They might be domestic violent extremists, or at least say that they are. And then get get the bosses off our back, you know? It's like anything else. You get tired of the fact that the boss is always riding you. Hey, your domestic violent extremist numbers are very low this month. We have a quota to meet. I know, boss, but here's the thing. They're just, we don't have any. What do you mean? There just aren't any domestic violent extremists. There's like a couple whack jobs in the mountains, but we already profiled them and they aren't doing anything. They're just kind of sitting on their couch and mouthing off. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, get me some numbers. I need these numbers at the end of, by the end of the week. What are you going to do? You got to start figuring out where they might be hiding. And I don't mean hiding. I mean, where they, how you could link to be to, to them. Say, well, this could potentially be this. You're buying time really is what it is. But also a lot of the people that are bureaucrats hate these people. These are devout Catholics. These are pro-lifers. These are people that also pray outside of abortion clinics, try to counsel young women into um, having the child or placing it for adoption, for example. These are not the people that the Biden Justice Department likes very much. These are wacky Catholics. They actually go to mass all the time, not just on the big calendar holidays. It identified radical traditionalist Catholics as potential racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists and said that racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists or RMVEs, 
as you know them, in radical traditionalist Catholic ideology almost certainly presents opportunities for threat mitigation through the exploration of new avenues for tripwire and source development. Let me translate that word salad for you. What that means is that we have zero evidence, we have zero reason to believe these people might be threats, but we can say that they could be And that'll give us the ability now to spy on them, monitor them, and find somebody who's who's crazy within their ranks. All we need is one. And then we can say the whole group is. That's really what it is, right? This is the government confessing that they didn't have any evidence. They had no reason to believe any of these people were bad people. But they said that it presents opportunities for threat mitigation through the exploration of new avenues for tripwire and source development, i.e. spy on people and put in undercover operatives to go in and sit sit around and then lean over to some guy in Latin, I guess, at mass and say, man, world's going nuts. Huh? You ever want to just sometimes, like, I don't know, blow it up, blow, blow it all to hell? And the Catholic guy looks at him and is like, no, not really. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of sitting here praying. Yeah, well, you ever want to just sometimes, I mean, abortion, right? Bad, right? You ever want to sometimes burn down an abortion clinic? I, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Ah, you're under arrest. What? FBI Director Christopher Wray and the agency have previously claimed the memo was related to a single field office in Richmond, Virginia. Following the leak of the memo, the FBI told Fox News Digital, quote, headquarters quickly began taking action to remove the document from FBI systems and conduct a review of the basis for the document. While our standard practice is not to comment on specific intelligence products, this particular field office product, disseminated only within the FBI, regarding racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism, does not meet the exacting standards of the FBI, which, from the FBI's perspective, says a lot, right? The FBI told Fox News Digital earlier this year, any characterization that the FBI is targeting Catholics is false. However, Judicial Watch suggests these new documents show that that is not the case and the issue was broader than the FBI let on. Quote from Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. These documents disprove the FBI's narrative that the spy operation against Catholics and churches was limited to one field office. In fact, The operation seems to have been approved by top lawyers in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. These documents should trigger a criminal inquiry into the Biden FBI scandal. The documents released by Judicial Watch show FBI officials from different field offices discussing the program, including General Counsel Jason Jones in an email that says, quote, Assistant Director Dunham asked that we circulate the attached draft, quote, complicated questions document for the director's upcoming testimony for your review. As you will see, the draft reflects feedback received from various divisions slash stakeholders to date, and certain topics continue to evolve. Huh? Again, translation, we have nothing But we really think going after extreme Catholics, as we call them, uh, people who have a lot of Catholic faith, we think this could be a goldmine. This could be a target-rich environment, as we say. But of course, we know that the targeting of Catholics, the targeting of, of parents at school board meetings, all these things that have happened, suggests that the FBI uses its law enforcement capabilities to intrude on Americans' First Amendment rights. And it's far more widespread than initially suspected. That was said by Jim Jordan and Mike Johnson of Louisiana. The allegation that top lawyers in the FBI or anyone outside of just the Richmond field office approved the product is false, 
said the FBI, but all this came out in a FOIA request, so it's all real. And besides, I don't believe a damn word these people say in Washington. I do not. I think that you've got people in the FBI at the very highest levels of the FBI and the Department of Justice who are some of the biggest, biggest bullies and tyrants that we've ever known. And they got a lot of power and they got a lot of guns and they got a lot of various tools and techniques that we've given them to keep us safe from terrorists and they have no problem using them against American citizens. None whatsoever. But the FBI says, we have stated repeatedly, now, the intelligence product did not meet the exacting standards of the FBI and was quickly removed from FBI systems. Here's my question. Did anybody get in trouble for this? Do you notice that as the FBI tries to distract everybody where they turn around and go, this did not meet the exacting standards of blah, blah, blah. Did anyone get in trouble? It always seems to be a pattern where you have people that abuse their law enforcement powers and target moms at school board meetings, target Catholics, whatever it is, and nobody ever gets in trouble. Christopher Ray said in front of Congress, there might be a mention in their performance review. Well, listen, Johnny, I'd love to give you a great performance review. And in every metric, you scored great, except that whole targeting of Catholics thing. I mean, between you and me, we love it. But I have to say, I have to make a note here. Shouldn't have done that. I mean, wink, wink, you know, shouldn't have done that. Just a shame it all got caught. There, there, nobody gets in trouble because this is what the Biden Department of Justice wants them to do. This is what the Attorney General of the United States wants them to do. The Attorney General has told them, and whistleblowers have come forward to say it, that the Biden administration wants them going after domestic violent extremists, but there is a problem. The demand far outweighs the supply. So what do you do? Boss is riding you every day. Got to get those reports. Need them. You make it up. You just start making it up. And that's exactly what they've been doing. That's why nobody trusts these people. That's why nobody believes that there were not undercover FBI operatives or informants on January 6, 2021. That's why nobody believed when the whole plot to kidnap the Michigan governor came out that this was really a bunch of uh, you know hillbillies in the woods of Michigan. They, they knew it. And of course, it all turned out to be true. These guys sit around and they all go on and they bloviate about things over some crappy light beer and then the FBI moves in. They weren't doing it. They weren't actually going to do anything. But they get motivated by the FBI operatives who are there because they're trying to push these people into taking action. In the case of the Catholics and the school boards, they, none of these people did anything. They weren't even suggesting doing anything. You had a couple parents who yelled at school board meetings and you had a couple Catholics who what? Stood outside pro-life, uh, I mean, abortion clinics and prayed? But for that, but that's enough. That's enough, though. Praying outside an abortion clinic is enough to get you targeted as a potential domestic violent extremist. That's all it takes. You just have to be a potential. And they can just put the numbers in. And they can inflate the numbers and go, ah, you know, this guy over here, this guy. And then if you brush a, uh, a, a an abortion guy, you know, if you brush into one of the, the abortion ex, ex, escorts, like Mark Houck did, or his son did, or whatever the situation was, then they'll come to your house and shackle and chain you and drag you out and accuse you of assault and violating all kinds of federal laws and they'll make a big federal case out of it. And they'll hound you and try to get you to uh, cop a plea, which will put you in prison. You didn't do anything, but they have to make the numbers work. So a conviction like that is huge. It's great. It's big. It's big time. It's fancy. It's very fancy. It's all about the numbers. 
Oh, you know. It's like it's like when you get somebody riding you every single day because you're not making your numbers on this or making your numbers on that. If you work in sales, you know what I'm talking about. Well, pretend it's not your sales that's the problem. It's it's the lack of domestic violent extremists. What are you going to do? You want that year-end bonus like everybody else? I envy it. I pity I pity you. I pity the fool who's got to do it. But the fact that all this stuff comes out in a FOIA request and uh, we have the, the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government looking into all this. And what does Christopher Ray, that weasel, say? He turns around and says, give us more ability to spy on you. Give us more power. Give us more information on you. We want, we want to know more. Why do they want to know more? Because the more that they can listen and observe, the more they can start accusing people of things that they are not. That's why. Because they still got to make their numbers. They got a quota and they got to make their numbers. So we turn around like dopes and the Republicans keep giving these people more power. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't understand at what point the Republicans are going to turn around and say, no, we're not doing this anymore. We are not doing this anymore. We cannot keep giving these people power. This has to stop. This has to stop. We can't keep doing this. At what point do they turn around and say that is my question. All right, 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. If you want to weigh in today on everything we are discussing on the show, we still have a big show for you. Uh, And the FBI interviewed a priest and a church choir director ahead of the anti-Catholic memo. I'm sure the the church choir director had a lot to say, don't you think? Had a lot to say. Probably went on and on about all the songs they sing and how intimidating they are, you know? Ooh, especially around Christmas time. A church choir director. That's who the FBI interviewed. A priest and a church choir director. It sounds like a bad joke. A priest and a church choir director and an FBI agent walk into a bar. And the FBI director says, you're under arrest. For what? I don't know. Just have to say something. You're, you could be a domestic violent extremist, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you are. Maybe you are. But let's arrest you now and just let it all sort out, I guess, down the road. Uh, Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. There has never, ever been a better time to get there and say hello to my friend Judith Krupnik and the entire team at Cherry Hill Volvo. They pride themselves on always delivering for their customers, and they have some incredible incentives, very generous, aggressive pricing and promotions, and now, on top of that, they're, they're adding even more because they have to do a big renovation. It's been a family dealership since Judith's father founded Cherry Hill Volvo. And what I love about Cherry Hill Volvo, of course, is the fact that they will treat you great. But since that family dealership has been there, they now need to expand. So to make way for all the construction equipment, they're giving some even, even more amazing and generous financial promotions, including $1,000 off all new Volvos plus owner loyalty, $2,000 off if you lease or use Volvo car financing, a $7,500 rebate on all plug-in Volvos, on top of everything else that they're offering. This is the best time to go to the region's most accessible Volvo dealership right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Now, you know I love driving a Volvo. I drive the XC40. Bridget drives the XC90. That XC90, that family car with that third row, and all the great cargo space it has is going to make it so easy when we go up to see Bridget's family over Christmas break in the Adirondacks because the roads get snowy up there and icy, but the car will get us there safe and sound. And that matters. It really does. Plus, I love the fact that I have something called Care by Volvo. I have the XC40 and the Care by Volvo lease program, and that means that every five months, I have the ability to change to a different Volvo. I can keep the Volvo I have, or I can cancel the lease altogether. It makes it so easy. 
And that one price includes, ready? Your car insurance, prepaid tire and wheel care, 15,000 miles annually, maintenance, and so much more. So what are you waiting for? Get to Cherry Hill Volvo now. This is the time. This is the time to go there and see them. There's year-end specials, year-end incentives, and the people there will take great care of you. There simply is no other dealership that stands with Talk Radio 1210 WPHD like Cherry Hill Volvo does. And that's why an additional $1,000 off all new Volvos plus owner loyalty and $2,000 off when financing or leasing through Volvo cars. Only at Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill where relationships matter. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. The question, of course, on this Monday is the Nikki Haley surge real? Uh, the answer is no, it's really not. But the establishment, the corporate media, uh, they're all going to say it is. But it's just it's really it's really it's truly not. But they're all going to push Haley now. And the pressure is on Chris Christie to get out of the race and back her, which at some point he will do. Uh, just really a matter of when. He said if he wins New Hampshire, he'll be the nominee. And he's not going to win New Hampshire. So that's the bottom line. Uh, the question was just asked on social media on the platform formerly known as Twitter. Let's do the Cherry Hill Vavo social media check-in. Uh, so Fred's sister-in-law, our buddy Sue, says it's Christmas week and we aren't getting bumper Christmas music. Sad. It didn't even occur to me actually until I saw her tweet, but it is Christmas week. All right, so what's our strategy here, gentlemen, for uh, Christmas bumper music? I mean, Particularly I, you, Henry, since you yeah. control the... I mean, we can make a hard pivot right here, right now, and start playing some. Do, I mean, should we? Let's say think, think of the week now. We've got a full show today, tomorrow, and then Wednesday. Thursday, yeah. we have, what, 90 minutes or something? <laughs> uh, 90 minutes, best case scenario. It's probably going to be closer to an hour. We're sandwiched between a Temple college basketball game and a Penn State college basketball game. Okay, and then Friday, I'm off. Yes. Also for the reason that we probably only have an hour and a half, so... Although it's possible it could be a full show, but I don't want to risk it, so Opelka's going to be it. <laughs> I mean, I can do 90 minutes, but I can't do... Well, no, because tomorrow I'm doing Levin, and then Wednesday I'm doing Dana, Dana Lash's show, and then my show, and then Levin. The same thing, and then, and then on Thursday I'm doing Dana's show and my show for 90 minutes, and then on Friday, Dana's show. So that's exhausting, you know what I mean? Oh, gee. Wait, you so have... It's like a full day. Did I hear that correctly? Wednesday you have Dana's show, your own show, and Mark's show? Yes. Oh, wow. The trifecta. <laughs> Which means you'll be able to hear me on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD from 3 p.m. until midnight. Nonstop. How much airtime do you need, Rich? Still not enough, DeSantis. 
still not enough. <laughs> but my ultimate goal will be one day I'll fill in for George Norrie, and you'll hear me from 3 p.m. until 6 a.m. That would be kind of cool, actually. And then maybe I'll go back to mornings for the day and then just keep going all It'd be like a marathon, you know? Yeah. I wonder what the record is for most hours of airtime. Uh, I guess somebody's done 24 hours at some point. Yeah, well, I think Coop, our buddy at uh, 98.1, he, uh, I, for the Chop Radiothon, I think he was on the air for, he did like a 72-hour hunger strike or something. Raising what? Money <laughs> Pretty sure. Something like that. Yeah, that but was a machine. Uh, he played music, though, correct? No, I think they just talked all the time. For I popped in for a little bit and said hello on the air. Oh, wow. Well, our Travis Madden Foundation Radiothon, I was on the air most of the day, but not all of it. But mm. So what do we think? So we, so we have today, tomorrow, and Wednesday, and a little bit on Thursday. When should we, should we start tomorrow? We'll just start tomorrow. We should start today. Yeah, why, not, start today? why not do it right now? Who cares? All right, let's, let's do, do it. it right now. Oh, he doesn't have I have uh, a request from somebody. Uh, let's see. Just, we got to get some good. We, get, we need Marshmallow World from Dean Martin. Of course, of course. It's my personal favorite. Uh, Zat You Santa. You know that one? What is that? Probably if I heard it. I mean, they're all the same songs every year. Yeah, but that one might be a little more obscure and a little more original. So if you have any suggestions for us, tweet them at us. Or you can call the show if you want to give a suggestion. Try to like to do ones that aren't just the same. Like Mariah Carey is banned. I will not do Mariah Carey. I cannot. No. No. Why? That is the worst. That one and the and the um, wham guy. What's that? Last Christmas. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, you're out of your mind with that. No way. Because you know why? Those songs are so overplayed. Mariah Carey's song and that song are so overplayed. That doesn't make them bad songs, though. The Mariah Carey song, All I Want for that, or, yeah, All I Want for Christmas is You. Possibly the best of all the Christmas songs. Yeah. The worst. That's the why they play worst. it the most. It, people, you, there's no accounting for bad taste. It doesn't mean that it's good if they play it all the time. <laughs> if, it, if, if, that means like everybody in the world has bad taste. Everybody in the world sings along to that song when it comes on. I don't care. We don't do things that everybody in the world does. As I say to my children, if everybody in the world jumped off a bridge, would you do it? <laughs> but you're saying the song stinks, and it clearly does not. It's terrible. Uh, Zat You Santa Claus by Louis Armstrong. Yeah. That's a good song. I don't know that one. I, I, I think Henry's probably right. If I heard it, I probably would yeah. recognize it. I don't like the, the shoe song. The shoe song? Oh, well, About the mom who's sad. dying and needs shoes for Christmas? Nobody just plays that song. I know what you're talking about. No one just plays I hear it all anymore. the time during I... the holiday season, and it's a total bummer. It takes you out of the Christmas spirit. Exile in Jersey says, for the love of God, no Mariah Carey, in all caps. Uh, Billy Bob One wants to know which show I'll be drinking on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> probably... Probably this one. It's only 90 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. If that, and then we went out most. to dinner after that. So, yeah, might as well get, get our holiday tie on. We'll do our Christmas party Thursday. <laughs> Cosmo and Buddy says there's a Led Zeppelin Christmas montage. The hippie on the rock station plays it once a year. Do you know that one? I can find it. Yeah, I don't know that one either. Oh, and you know what else uh, annoys me? Any Bruce Springsteen's "You Better Watch Out." That that I can't stand that either. Oh, where he's telling everyone. Yeah, that one's weird because he's like talking to people during the start of the song. It's yeah. like conversational. Santa Claus is coming to town, right? 
That's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one I actually do sort of. There's like. better versions of it, though. I agree. There's better versions in that one. Also, because I can't, st- I can't really can't stand Springsteen anymore. So it's probably that. Yeah, you just hate Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it's probably more more that than anything else. <laughs> what about the Chipmunks? I hear that one all the time. I don't like. Uh, I don't like their voices. I, I actually, I kind of like that one. You like the Chipmunks? Yeah, I, I, I w- didn't come to mind. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought it unless you brought it up. But I don't, I don't dislike the Chipmunks. Mm, not for me. Cosmo and Buddy wants to know what the hell is wrong with you two. I agree. Mariah and George Michael suck. I agree. Cosmo and Buddy. No well way. Said. Mariah Carey is so good, and she has well, that other play, song too. Christmas. You can play her on Friday when I'm off. Knock yourself out. <laughs> what if I play Christmas? Her when I'm here. You could play her on another show. When you, when you produce for Rooney, you could play him. What did you play Sunday night for Rooney last night? So I was playing some of my favorites. I threw some of his in because we were going to do a list. We ended up just doing Christmas movies. Uh, but no, I played songs like All I Want for Christmas is You, Run Rudolph Run, uh, Little St. Nick. I did uh, Kelly Clarkson's Christmas song. I forget what that's called. Um, that one's really good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Run Run Rudolph is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Chuck that's Berry. A good one. Chuck Berry knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a real good one. And of course, they use that one in. Uh, is that Home Alone? Yeah, yeah. When they're running through yeah. the airport. And we watched Home Alone over the weekend with the kids. I I love that movie. I really do. I forgot how much I loved it. I forgot how much I loved Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern in that. Mm-hmm. But that is not a movie to watch with a three year old because there's a lot of uh, questionable language in that movie, <laughs> and Reagan repeats everything. So about 10 minutes in, I turned to Bridget and I said, are you serious right now? And we turned it off. We, we watched uh, Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. That oh, yeah. was very good. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a good one. I like that. I, I like him. He's a good actor. And then, of course, the cameo by his wife at the end, Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm. But Home Alone is really good. I forgot how good it is. And then we're going to watch Home Alone 2 at some point. You know who's in that one, right? It was a cameo in that one. The Donald. The Donald. Correct. Shows Kevin how to get to the lobby. That's right. Uh, the Former th- President Donald Trump has a cameo in Home Alone 2. <laughs> Which I think is the best Christmas movie of all time. I think Home Alone, the, the, the original, is close, but I prefer the second one slightly. I've never seen it, so I'm going to watch it. What? I wait, know. You've wait, never wait, wait, seen wait, Home wait. Alone 2? What? No. How no. is that possible? I never actually saw Home Alone. I watched it for the first time what? through... The the other night with the kids. You raged at me last year when I said that Home Alone was my favorite Christmas movie, and in my opinion, the best Christmas movie, Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. I consider them kind of a package deal. And you hadn't even seen either movie all the way through? Yeah. Weren't you a kid, when the, fir- weren't you a kid when the first one came out? Like, Yeah, how yeah. did you not see it? I, I don't know. Oh, Rich. I don't know, probably wow. Mama's the only part wouldn't let me watch it because there's so much violence in it. <laughs> there isn't that much violence. It's <laughs> guy just... gets smacked in the face with an with an iron. <laughs> he gets hit with a, a paint can a hot, too. A hot yeah. doorknob. <laughs> well, let's not spoil anything. Perhaps there are other members in the audience that haven't seen these two. The movie's forty nine years old. If you haven't it's, seen it by now, what are you waiting not for? Forty nine years old. It's like thirty three, I think. Get to see the biggest villain of all time, and Uncle Frank. Yeah, Uncle Frank's uh, scene stealer. That freeloading cheapskate. Yeah, that, he's, he's very good. I would, makes you feel any better. I forgot my reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know what Peter McAllister did for a living, by the way. That that's house true. is... That's, yes. that's something. Fantastic. And he's paying for the whole family to fly to France. Yeah, yeah, and at no point was he upset that they wasted all this money on the trip. I don't know, maybe they have the trip insurance. I don't know, but I would have been mad. He's flying I would have been like, class. the kid can stay at home for, by himself for a week. 
<laughs> paying for all those first class tickets it's nuts it is nuts. The other, uh, I saw I was driving on 95 the other day. There's a local company in our area. And I can't remember which one it is. They have a billboard. And on the billboard, advertising their company, it says, ready? Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I thought, bravo. Not only for taking time out of your ad to point that out, but for correctly stating that it is, in fact, a Christmas movie. <laughs> You're going to so. give Henry the idea to buy up billboard space uh, with a big slogan that says, Eyes Wide Shut is a Christmas movie. I, I would argue. You know, I always always argue, catch me if you can. I argued it last night with Rooney. But Rooney, Rooney didn't even have Die Hard in his Christmas movie list because he doesn't believe it's a Christmas movie. Because mm-hmm. he, he doesn't. He, he, he says he it needs to. Die a Christmas movie? No, he says like it needs to fit the theme of like you know like giving and being a nice person. Like it needs to have those themes to for it to be a Christmas movie. I sort of agree. I feel like it needs to have Christmas spirit like in order to be yeah. a Christmas. It can't film. just take place in the holiday season. And I, uh, I was like, Die I Hard, but that. Die Hard follows all of that. What? How so? Christmassy though. Well, uh, it's a theme of overcoming greed <laughs> and. Redemption, reunion, right? I think you're grasping for straws here. Just saying. I don't know uh, why I needed to get this snarky tweet from Cynthia, but she said, Rich, thank you, thank you, thank you for not playing the two worst Christmas songs of all time, Mariah Screeching Cat Carrie and Wham Garbage Breakup, so I don't need to buy you a present song. Finally, Rich tells the truth. I tell the truth every day on this show. What are you talking about? That's kind of a dig. <laughs> well, that's necessary. Uh, Michael Cooper says, the Wham! song stinks just like anything from Bruce Springsteen. Agree. Susie says, Rich, our mutual pal Stunt Brain turned me on to the group Over the Rhine. 15 years, it's a great one. It's the voice of an angel. I don't know that one, but we'll try to look it up, Susie. And Jacques Gary said, Chrissy Hines and Joni Mitchell. That's some good Christmas uh, music. And there you go. Everybody's got an opinion on this, which is good. Yeah, everyone, everyone's got like that niche song that they like, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, this rendition's really good. It's like, all right, I'll give it a listen. Carrie says, strictly because the left wants to cancel, you should play Baby It's Cold Outside. I agree, we do. We play hmm. it every year. The question is, which version of it, though, is the best? Ooh, hmm. I, have, I have to look up all the different versions. Yeah, but it's a good one. Uh, and I do like Bing Crosby and David Bowie doing Drummer Boy. That is a great one. Yes. That is a great one. Have you heard that one, Henry? Maybe. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of who sings what, you know? Bing Crosby and David Bowie doing uh, Little Drummer Boy together. And I think it's kind of a cappello. Oh, it's fantastic. Great. That's a great one. Right. Also, I have a statistic that may help your, your uh, argument that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Go ahead. So... According to Dish Network, 1.3 million Americans watched Die Hard on Christmas Eve in, uh, I guess, the last time the statistic was measured, um, which actually beat out holiday favorites like Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street, and The Santa Claus. There you go. See? I I have my pulse on the people. (laughs) Uh, My buddy Frank says, So This Is Christmas by John Lennon is terrible. I agree. I don't like that song either. That's another one. Okay, so would you rather have that one or uh, the one by uh, Paul McCartney, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time? That's also terrible too, but I'd rather have that one. I like that one. So you'd rather have that one. I I can't stand the one uh, about uh, There Won't Be Christmas Time in Africa. What is that? The, The one by Bono. There's so, there's so many niche songs. Oh, yeah. man. Can we come back with that? Because I don't even know. No, what no, 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 no. I want to hear it now. Come, come back with one of the good ones we just said. 
But I come I back with a good one. Terrible one. No, no, no. We're not <laughs> doing the terrible Bono ones. one. We're not. We're not doing terrible ones. I've no. Never heard it before. It's not. So look at what well, we go to break. They Google it real quick. You'll you'll know it right away. It's the won't be Christmas time in <laughs> Africa. The greatest gift they'll get this year is love. It's one of those things I need to raise money for. I don't know farm aid or food aid or Uh-oh. something like that. You trust me. You don't need. Don't worry about it. Trust me. All right. I kind of want to hear it. I kind of think well, then we play, play it on I, break. I, I'm play it on audience. your phone. When we go to break. Yeah, look I, it up in your own time. I, I think I'm not even audience intrigued. members that have never heard it and now they're. That's interested. not true. Everybody knows that song because it's one of the songs that's overplayed every time this time of year. Every time they overplay it. I've never heard it. Oh my god! All right. Well, this conversation's <laughs> over. I'm overruling you as the host. Oh, come on. And Henry's overruling you as the guy who actually controls the songs. Henry so has you're completely no power. Outvoted here. Yeah, you're you're not winning this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's over, DeSantis. You lost the battle. Can we get a snippet of it now before we go to break? Just a snippet. I sure. I don't need a ton sure. of it. Fine, I, just fine, like, fine. I'll placate you because you need you. to get everything your way. I don't. That's it's freaking not highway. True. Fine. I just wanted to hear a snippet of the song. I'm not familiar with. It. Okay. All right. All right. Here. Play a snippet Who, of the who's song. this by? Uh, <laughs> Henry's not even paying attention. Bono. I think it's Bono. Well, maybe not. You too. I don't know. See, Henry is Sean, so. Sean Jacobs? I don't know. I don't know. Don't worry about it. You know yeah, what? It's I'm terrible. Not, I'm not... Uh, Overplayed and... Forget you know, about it. Well, now yeah. everyone's missing out. It's over. Just Google it on your own time. Just duck, duck, go it on your own time, all right? <laughs> you got plenty of, of your own time. You No more papers. You're on your little break now, right? I am. And I got Good a perfect score on my uh, CLR, so... Did you really? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank well, considering you. you did it during work time, you should get a perfect score. <laughs> I took one day off to work on it. Oh, Cynthia came back with a, with a follow-up tweet. Very sweet. She said, Rich, sorry, bad tweeting. I know you always tell the truth. I meant you are the only one who finally says out loud, these are horrible Christmas songs. Okay, thank you, Cynthia. That makes me feel better. I was like, woof. Wow. Uh, and Henry's dad wants a dump button for the one who's got the giggles on the show. That would be Matt DeSantis. So there you go. <laughs> anyway, this, so everybody's weighing in now. It's great. Everybody's got an opinion. I love it. I will try to accommodate all of your requests over the course of the next three and a half days so be our we'll do our best but we have the attention span of a gnat so you know i i will we will we will do our best the one thing we won't do is accommodate matt DeSantis. so that we can all agree on that uh and guys you should really really right now take my advice and get her something she's going to love something beautiful and do it now and go to pajamagram.com and buy her the naturally nude pajamas. These are beautiful, luxurious. She's going to love how they feel. You are going to love how she looks in them. And they will wrap it and ship it for you right away. And here's the best part. The naturally nude pajamas include a free matching naturally nude nighty. That's a $75 value. Yours free. She's going to be so happy. You'll be happy. Everybody wins. But you have to go to pajamagram.com right now and do it because we are at the finish line here and they always sell out before Christmas. They have beautiful colors and styles to choose from, something that she will absolutely love, great prices, and you get the free nighty. So what are you waiting for? Pajamagram.com. Do it right now. Pajamagram.com. After you place your order and they ask you how you heard about it, tell them you heard about it from me, by the way. Do it, pajamagram.com, and the naturally nude pajamas. So soft, so luxurious, so seductive. It's like wearing nothing at all. Bridget loves wearing hers. She looks beautiful in them. And your wife, your girlfriend, whoever was going to love, love the feel and the, and the look. 
This is why it's such a popular gift. And since they will gift wrap it and ship it right away, it takes all of the guesswork out of it and makes it super easy. So do it now. Pajamagram.com. Pajamagram.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great one. David Bowie. Bing Crosby. Little Drummer Boy. Beautiful song. Well done. Well done. I have a story from the Atlantic. Don't subject your kids to Rudolph. The world is bleak enough as it is. This is a terrible op-ed. And they uh, write the story how you should not read Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You should not watch the movie Rudolph. I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. My kids love it too. It's a great movie. What's wrong with people? We are losing our minds in society. This is a great one. Did you see? So is Babes in Toyland. That's another one, another good one too. But I can't read this because it has a paywall, and I'm not paying to, 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 to the Atlantic. I'm not giving them any of my money. Can I read a line from it for you? Sure. Uh, Go ahead. Okay. This is from the article. It says Santa presides over a non-union shop where underproducing elves are deprived of breaks and humiliated. <laughs> Ah, there you go. When woke woke touches everything, it destroys it. Those poor... I told you the elves were victims. I said this a couple weeks ago. The elves are victims, and uh, they are they're non-union. They're not getting $15 an hour. Poor poor elves. I mean, we need... we need. Plus, there's no diversity, equity, and inclusion. All the elves kind of look the same. You know? It's a huge... And I huge. told you on Friday, Santa is one of the biggest tyrants in the world. The guy's got a monopoly on this. Chris didn't share. Got the beard. He's got the cigar. He's basically Castro. <laughs> but he gives instead of takes. Uh, our Santa on Friday at the Grand Hotel was a great, great Santa Claus. I was very happy that he came and joined us for the live show on Friday in Cape May. It was very nice to see him there. So they don't want you to see Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because the, the, the elves don't make minimum wage and they're not union. Is that really what it is? Yeah, the world's the bleak enough. What, and they make fun of the one because he wants to be a dentist, right? They, right? Yeah, that is in the film, yeah. Yeah, well, being a dentist is a good career profession. I mean, just ask Dr. Mike Venaria. It's, it's, it's a good choice. I'm not doubting it. It's, just, it's weird in the North Pole to not want to make toys. Well, you know. not everybody marches. Everybody marches to the beat of their own drummer. That's part of the theme of it. And he saves the Yeti, doesn't he? The abominable snowman. Yeah, who had a toothache. He does. He does. Well, he I'm just saying. Not. I'm just. I'm just saying. That when you're an elf, I don't think there's a whole lot of different lines of work besides toy making. That's true. Uh, although I hear Indeed.com is helping the elves find new work. <laughs> That's I, I heard that. I think I heard that somewhere. I forget exactly where. Well, keep the Christmas uh, song requests coming in. You may want to tag Henry on those tweets, but they're yeah. coming in fast and furious. Everybody's got one of their favorites, and everybody's got one they want to hear. Uh, let's see. We got Oh Holy Night by Donna Summer. That was uh, Paul Bartolo who came out with that one. We got John Housen. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? I think it's Band-Aid. Oh, yeah, that's the one we're not playing. Thank you, John. Uh, Somebody Stole My Santa Claus Suit by the Christmas Jug Band. Haven't heard that one. Don't Believe in Christmas by the Sonics, Marcus O'Reilly. Uh, yeah, Michael Cooper, it's the Farm Aid song. That's the one. Santa got a DWI by Sherwin Linton. Is that true? He got a DWI? <laughs> Man. Put on that liquor layer to drive the sleigh. Well, I don't blame him, actually. I mean, 
Yeah, Matt, Matt, you heard that terrible song during the break, and you liked it? I thought it was pretty good, actually, yeah. No. Uh, I have it here if you want to hear it. No, we don't. It. Well, we know I'm it, and we don't want to hear it. It's here if you want it. Ed Nessa says, Simon and Garfunkel's Silent Night, the 7 o'clock news. Hmm. Uh, you know what else is good, too, is the Oak Ridge Boys Christmas album. Yeah, the Oak Ridge Boys. I said it. There, I said it. Another snippet from the article. In Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, nothing competes with Donner's rejection of his son. Donner is horrified by the nose in a no-son-of-mine kind of way. One of the numerous readings of the show is that it is a parable about the hardship faced by gay kids in mid-century America, <laughs> many of whom were rejected by their fathers, their peers, and their teachers. That, Yet nobody ever thought that. That seems like nobody. a reach. That is a big reach right there. So now we're now Rudolph's gay. Is that what it is? I guess Rudolph's gay now. All right, uh, these people. I, you got to have a lot of time to sit around and actually write something like that and define the outrage, and then take take a pen and write it down, or t- go to a keyboard and actually write this down. <laughs> people do this just for attention, right? Uh, yeah, it has to be. Another, it has to be, and put it behind a paywall. Yeah, and put it behind a paywall. As if I'm going to subscribe to read that crap, that drivel. Give me a break. <laughs> Please. Another one describes, uh, another line describes Santa's um, workshop as his little forced labor camp. Well, that is true. (laughs) (laughs) But that same article will not criticize uh, China for their treatment of the Uyghurs. They won't won't touch that at the Atlantic. They go after Santa and his workshop, but they won't go after the Uyghurs and all the slave labor they have to perform in China or Nike and their sweatshops making their shoes and their clothes. They won't touch that one. Oh, sure, but go after Santa because that's that's a real, that's a big leap. Need a lot of courage there to go after Santa Claus. Am I right? (laughs) Hacks. Those same people will buy crap made in China by forced labor Uyghurs and uh, Nike sweatshops as they're sitting around writing articles bashing Santa's workshop. These are the very same people that go to the Ivy League. Uh, there is a great clip that was on Real Time with Bill Maher and Walter Kim, Walter Kern, excuse me, who is a journalist. He talked about, I'm going to play this for you at five o'clock. He talked about students going directly from the Ivy League to the New York Times and how they're not really covering America. His, uh, his point on that is excellent as he even brings up a story that was written about Montana. And again, it was when he tells the story, you realize that the, the guy who wrote the article had an agenda, went in there to do this, completely exaggerated everything, and it's a joke. Uh, it's a great interview with Bill Maher. We'll play that. I'll share that with you when we come back. As more of the criticism of the Ivy League schools comes into light, people are turning around now and saying they're rejecting early decision uh, letters from Harvard in the wake of the anti-Semitic scandal that has is, that is surrounded the university along with Penn and other people. And the other question too, and this is something that I think everybody's wondering as, as we have these conversations is, what happened with that car that smashed into Biden's motorcade? And what's with the Secret Service reaction to that? I've watched the video a few times. I, I can't really figure it out. But Biden turns around and says, uh, when they ask about the polls, he says, uh, you're reading the wrong polls. So where are the polls that actually show him winning is my question. And Tammy Murphy, King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness's wife, who's running for U.S. Senate. Well, you may remember something. Years ago, we talked about this a lot when I was in afternoons. It was a rape allegation made by a woman named Katie Brennan. Katie Brennan worked for Governor Phil Murphy at the time and said she was raped by an aide to her husband, Governor Phil Murphy. 
And it turns out that not only did Murphy's office do everything it could to cover it up, did everything they could to, uh, to, to shame Katie Brennan. We talked about this a lot back then. Well, it turns out that the first lady of New Jersey, who now wants to be U.S. Senator, Tammy Murphy, she was not sympathetic in any way, shape, or form to Katie Brennan and also worked possibly to cover this up. Katie reached a $1 million settlement with the state of New Jersey and King Philip the Unaccountable's campaign over claims that her rape allegations against another campaign staffer, Albert Alvarez, were mishandled. And he was bounced from his job in the Murphy administration when Brennan's accusations hit the media. So Katie Brennan at the time, I remember this, was shamed by Murphy, shamed by Murphy's wife, shamed by the entire Democrat Party, but she kept fighting and eventually she won a settlement. But like Democrats, they don't get in trouble for this stuff, right? They can do this stuff to women and nobody cares. Nobody cares. It's not misogyny. It's not sexism. It's nothing like that, right? Nothing. All right, we got a big five o'clock hour coming up straight ahead for you. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 